Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. Time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm back. I know. Yay. Yeah. I told here. you that um, Barb, attorney Barbara J. O'Hara took yeah. your seat and she liked it. Oh, well, that's so good. I, that's good. She can sit here yeah. anytime she wants. I know. We had a little nice little convo last year, last week, last oh, year. That's good. That's good. Well, yeah, Lynn, 122, 136, 150. <laughs> Just put them in down for your dates. 136, 122, 136, 150. Lynn knows what I mean. Anyway, um, so it's beautiful today, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Now, when you listen, it's supposed to be in the 40s, I think, low 40s. It's yeah. already in the 50s. Yeah, it's beautiful today. It's yeah. spring, I think, spring fever. I had my hood open and my, you know, the oh. sun blasted open until I got on the highway, and then I had to close it because you know how much noise it makes. But it's so good to have that. Mm-hmm. And big shout out, I was at the Scanlon's um, restaurant this morning, mm-hmm. early morning, early lunch at 11.15 with my son, Sean, and my uncle, Eugene T. Cadden, who is the former magistrate in West Granton for 24 years, long, long time ago, and uh, my uh, father's only living sibling. Uh, out of seven and it was so nice to be there and and spend some time with them and listen to old stories and he goes I may be repeating myself Sean goes that's okay Uncle Gene I like to hear the story so um, it just re you know emphasizes the importance of storytelling so big shout out to Uncle Gene and the Scanlans and of course Mansoor's I was there the other day we always have to cover our bases on that so um, I will tell you yesterday oh was he there Mm -hmm. with Flim Mm -hmm. Okay. And I will say, I was telling Diane Baldy, who is the mother of Carolyn Baldy Catalano, who owns Mansour's, I have never seen a person, or I guess I shouldn't say, that kid, Carolyn, between three children, her house, birthday parties for every child, making each one feel special, everything she does... And running that restaurant and a happy face and smiling and greeting people. She is born to do what she does. She's just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I love that kid. Mm -hmm. She's like the Energizer Bunny, as her mother said. So. Uh. I love her. Where'd that come from? Her mother or her father? Well, I think both of them are like that. They have that keep going and, you know, stay busy, stay focused, get it done and get it done right. So Mm -hmm. um, I think they, it's a good, she's a good combo of both of them. But, um, I mean, really, raising children and young kids. You know, her youngest two are only a year apart. Ava will be a year in June and Mikey will be two in June. And then the baby, Olivia, is four on the 18th, the day after you're listening to us. Wow. So, 
and will be the morning of the um, annual Society of Irish Women um, dinner, which will be um, this night, this tonight, and it's mm -hmm. the 21st year, and um, that's going strong, which is a good thing. And, of course, the men's dinner will be there for, at Jeanette's. I'm not sure if they're doing their Saturday or Sunday, though. I don't even know that. Not that I need to pay attention to it. I but. thought it was Sunday. Because well, that is the step the they do, and usually we do, but mm -hmm. on, we've never, I don't think we've, the last time these were on a Sunday, it's always moved to the day before. Oh. So. Um, okay. So, yeah, lots of um, good stuff. So how was the parade? I was out of town. I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't even watch it. Wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I haven't been the last three years. Oh, um, okay. I, I'm going to go next year because I should have. I should, but I just the things have something's come up or this happened. The the, the first time I missed it was pouring. It was a yucky rainy day, and I yeah. thought I just I didn't commit to it. And so when it started to look yucky, I thought I'm not I'm not going to do it. And um, then I just didn't. I didn't go. Well, I was just curious to know how your brother-in-law did. With the ancient Hibernians. I wonder I, if he got a lot of food. and That money. I don't know, but I will tell you that uh, Meyer said he saw it on TV. They interviewed him, mm -hmm. and, of course, they showed him, because I forgot to mention this when we talked about it, my brother Jimmy's Cadden Beer Distributor truck they use in the parade to collect um, the... Uh, the donations food. and stuff yeah so there was a Meyer said there's a nice shot of Jimmy standing next to the Cadden brother beer distributor truck and Ed talking about the donation so I'm not sure how they did but hopefully they did okay but they just even nonetheless they keep trying because they do it year after year so it's a good well, thing that's good because mm -hmm. we all we as we said the shortage people aren't thinking about the food donations i don't think it's not on the top foremost mm -hmm. in your mind in the summer months so mm -hmm. and that's when they run low so think about it if you can and help out well um given the time of the year and the saint patrick's day festivities i was thinking about um who are the keynote speakers at both events don't know. I, I know, don't know who the, I, I do know, there's a gentleman from, he's, I, I don't know if he's a congressman or a senator, I think his last name is Lamb for the men, and yeah. the woman's keynote is a woman who's a Scranton native, her name is Barbara Taylor, and she is an author, and she will be speaking for the society. I think that's his name, I don't know what his first name is, though. Okay. I, I want to make it up and call him something else, so I'll, <laughs> I'll Google it while we're talking and tell you. Okay. But, um... <laughs> Um, so yes, but they're you know whatever. It's always a fun night out. So yeah, I guess if uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a person who enjoys going to dinners like that where you have twelve people mushed around a table for eight. <laughs> yeah, well, I and I know that a lot of women in our area love this event this is a, really a big thing for them to get out and be there for this so i don't want to put a damper on the whole thing but i probably wouldn't be there but if there are those who really enjoy it more power to them i think it's great i think it's really a good deal so um i was in uh, orlando last weekend well from wednesday through um, Sunday night 
And I'm so happy to know that I wasn't flying in any one of those crazy jets that everybody's now mm. unable to take because they pulled them out of the air. But um, it was uh, a very interesting layover, I guess is what they would call that, in uh, Charlotte. That's where I, I flew from Orlando to Charlotte. And we had a flight that was supposed to be leaving for Scranton and Wilkesbury at 4 o'clock. So I, I had just enough time to get something to eat from the last flight and get there. And then, as I see, it keeps changing. And it was 4.20. And then it was 4.40. And then it was 5 o'clock. And then it was 5.30. <laughs> on and on. And we didn't leave until after 6 o'clock. Yeah, what happened with that? I don't know. They call it mechanical problems. And, and it was really funny to see what happened because when we got on the plane, it's a smaller jet. It was still a jet, but it was a smaller one than what we had been on. And, of course, we had to walk out on the tarmac and walk up the steps to get into the plane. Ugh. So when we got into the plane, everybody sat down in their seats and were thinking, is it just me or is it really hot in here? Yeah, it's really hot. So somebody said something to one of the stewardesses which is not their names but i forget what they call them now cabin assistants what are they cabin assistants no not flight attendants flight attendants yeah. thank you that's the word so the flight attendants uh were being asked what's you know why is it so hot in here why can't you put the air on and it was very humid as well in that particular spot in charlotte so the story was that the mechanical problem they were dealing with was that when the engines were idling, there was no air conditioning. When the engines were turned on to get them running, getting ready to take off, then you'd get air conditioning. So they were all trying to get everybody on the plane as soon as possible uh. so they could close the door and turn the engines on. And, of course, that's what we had to do. So I don't know what that was about. But if that's the only mechanical problem they had, I was fine with that. That that was okay. So we got in the air. We got up here um, to Avoca. It was, I guess, about 7.30 or something like that. It was a relatively short flight. And, uh, and all was fine. And uh, believe it or not, we had a, a gateway thing come over to our plane when we got to Avoca, which I would think would be just the opposite. But... There's major, major, major renovations going on in the Charlotte airport. So if anybody's flying through Charlotte, you should just know that it's a mess. And there's all kinds of crazy things all over the place. So beware of that. But Or you could just do what the, I do and what? Don't fly. Well, yes, I thought of you. Yes. I, I, I hate oh. to fly. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I can't so, stand all of anything that has to do with it. I can't, the aggravation, the rush, the inconvenience, the sitting next to people I don't want to sit next to, God forgive me, but I just don't. I mean, meaning, I don't mean people. I just don't want anyone next to me like that. Germs for germs and all the germaphobe, all that stuff in the air. I just and I still can't figure out how that plane stays in the air. <laughs> I know I did not do well in physics, so I just don't. <laughs> I truly don't. And I don't like, I, and the lack of control is the biggest thing for me. Oh, Complete yeah. lack. And everyone says, just take some kind of like, Xanax or, or drink profusely. <laughs> 
which is a good idea but then i'm afraid to do that because so i just i'm just not i i just i'm not a good fly i've i've got i did get the the two hour whatever 220 down to florida i've been okay with that but even that i'm not mm-mm, i'm not it ruined your whole day well i have to say you know i told you i got sick when i got there right so. i mean I don't know if it was from the flight, if it was any of the airports, if it was um, the fact that I was in a convention with a thousand people, you know, who knows? But I mean, I yes, I did get what my sister called the norovirus, which is something that you get when you're on cruise ships and places like where that people where are just lots, lots of people. It's, what are you going to do? But Nothing. I wish I could get beyond that flying thing. I just... It, I just, it's getting yeah. worse for it's, me. Uh, it, it's just whenever you hear about the turbulence. Oh, that. I just want to say, okay. And get how about me then they here. talked about one plane that was so turbulent they had to turn around or that people were people bounced around. Were and I, it's, it's hurt. That's what but it was. One person broke oh, their leg. What? Yeah. One person broke his leg. <gasps> yeah. So. Even with seatbelts on? I don't know. No, I don't think he had a seatbelt on. No, right, Nicole? It wouldn't happen if you had your seatbelt. That's no scary. But that was it was a mess. That one was messy. But when the uh, f- when the pilot comes on and says, uh, "Everyone, please go back into your seat and put your seatbelt on," we're going to experience a mild. Well, they call it mild turbulence. Mm-hmm. Now, what their idea of mild is and mine may be very different. But it was only for and I don't they know, don't five like they're not even nope. I will look when that happens. I look around at different people, and I see if there's any fear, and there is not. Right. Most people aren't, or if they are, they're not letting it. It's not, it's not outward. Mm-hmm. I look around and I'm seeing. Are you feeling what? And no one is. So I must be the only nutball on the on the plane that gets so scared about those things. I remember Meyer tells the story. We were flying with my grandmother, and I was flying, holding on, like when we taken off, and my white knuckling it. And mm-hmm. my grandmother was eighty some years old. Big smile on her face. Could ca- loved every minute of it. And here I am, like tears running down my eyes. It's bizarre. But anyway, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn show. We'll be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. Fear Free. Oh, nope, that's the book. Sorry. (laughs) The podcast is Power of the Purse. That's available on iTunes. Uh, Stitcher and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we were talking about airplanes, and Miss Nicole DeNova is with us because she's our guest expert for the third segment. And we're, and she said, oh, I so wanted to jump in on that. And then when she, we took a quick break, she said, because I'm a pilot. I'm like, oh, my God, talk about it. So we thought, well, continue. Go ahead. Say what you said, which is so true. What did I say after you said it? it it's just flying is so so safe right it is and it truly is i know it it's Um, the fear though i know and and believe it or not uh before you know as a child i flew around the world i had so many miles as a passenger uh and i actually started to develop a fear of flying 
And then I thought, you know, just to see what it's like, they do this thing for like $99. You take just a little experience flight. And when I did it, the captain said, go ahead, just pull back on the yoke and you can take off. And I looked at him like, are you out of your mind? And he said, seriously, just go ahead. I'm, I'm right here. I'm not, nothing bad's going to happen. So I took off and I went, okay, that was kind of fun. Then we flew around for a bit and he said, you want to land? And I was like, no, of course I don't want to land. Are you out? But all of a sudden I started to think, wait a second. The word that you use, that lack of control, yeah. if you can understand what it is that goes into the control so that you, and then it all makes sense and there's really nothing or very little to be afraid of. Believe it or not, the thing that I'm most afraid of is when I get on a commercial flight somewhere and these, you know, the guy who was, had a broken leg because of turbulence. I don't want to be judgmental or rude, but the idiot didn't have a seatbelt on. You know, it's when they say turn off your devices, turn, turn off, them off your devices. Yeah. They're not saying it to be obnoxious. Right. They're not saying it to be annoying. You're annoying. You're being obnoxious. Mm -hmm. This is for the safety of the cabin and the crew. Right. Um, and that's your fellow passengers. I wish people would be like more respectful to what, you know, they they do. But well, um, when you say that about turn off your devices, I don't think too many people understand why. So I can tell you that even as a pilot with the headset on communicating with traffic control, my iPhone will be in the in the cockpit with me and I can hear it over my headpiece going like there's these little digital things that come across. And it's now imagine if you're in a commercial with aircraft everybody's on. with 50 or 100 people wow. and their iPhones are not turned off, you're getting chatter across that. And so it's just to make certain that there's no contamination of that cockpit. You don't want that cockpit contaminated with any of that information. So, you know, just do what they say. And you know, once, they ha once they're in the air um, and they say you can go ahead and turn devices on, that's because they're not communicating uh, quite as frequently they're using gps they're doing other stuff so and those pockets of air that create turbulence i know it seems pretty scary they are that is mild and you know the joke is i always tell people i would start getting into a stressful situation as a student and i'd look at my pilot instructor and if he was cool calm and collected i was like this is fine i don't right. have anything to worry about uh -huh. but if i started to see a little bit of stress in his eyes i was like okay time to focus you yeah know, so well that's what so you did what i do i look at the people what do they know but i look at them as though here's what i think though most of them are probably seasoned travelers travelers so at least they're used to this or business travelers or whatever well which is the same thing but you know i just I just look for a little to feel like, oh, are you, do you, and they're like reading the book. Like, <laughs> and I'm like white knuckling, turning, my blood pressure is probably up through the roof and I'm like scared to death. And it's, it is, the, but most people who have fear, it is the lack of control that yeah. you feel you don't have up there. U.S. Like you can't jump off. U.S. airlines and aircraft, you know, we've not had, knock on wood, any major sort of events in such a long time and if you think about there's tens of thousands of flights a every day i know day. i know nicole i know um, it's really really very safe yeah so don't don't short yourself by not doing things, things and going that, I, that yeah. you need to go to because of it yeah, yeah you're right for sure you're right and I the other thing i would say is i was exactly like you were when i was in my 20s when i used to fly i would try any way I could to avoid it because I hated it. I couldn't stand the not knowing of anything going on in that flight. I couldn't see anything. I, I didn't want to look out the window. I didn't want to see how high I was. I have fear of heights, so I didn't, none of it worked for me to be on a plane. 
and the only thing that cured it was to keep doing it. And the more yeah. often I did it, and the more often nothing happened, <laughs> the more your brain registers. There's nothing wrong with this. Right. Do the, it. And when, but the opposite is true. When I was young and traveled, I, I loved it and didn't care. I loved every bit of it. Mm-hmm. But when I became a mom and later on, I just got scared. That's all. Yeah. It's just one, one of, of these things. days I'll come, <laughs> Nagia will go for crab cakes in Maryland or something. Yeah. On a plane? You know? on, the, yeah. on your yes. oh, on the, Okay, I'll try that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe we can tape our show from, yeah, from high above this, this clouds. That would be fun. Yeah, right. Uh, but, and by the way, um, it's Connor Lamb, who it's about exactly what I thought. Okay. He is a congressman from Western Pennsylvania, just so okay. we know. Yes. Because I, I knew it, so I'm texting Sean. Who is speaking for the phrase? Connor Lamb, a congressman from Western PA. So there you go. That's your answer, Lynn. Okay. Okay, well, so just, what else? What I do you have on? to tell you about uh, where I was when I was not here last so week. Yeah, what so was that for? I forgot it, to it ask was a, you. A pod, it's called the Pod Fest, and it was um, a four or five day event in a hotel convention type thing, a Wyndham Hotel in uh, Orlando, Florida. And it was just jam-packed with so many things and and I think it it started probably I would say last late last fall when it occurred to me that I had been relying on so many people as people who would package programs for me and they would I would just record the podcast and basically send it to them and they would take care of all the other stuff Uh and then I thought, well, you know, I've been doing this for three years at that point and relying on a lot of people to do it. And maybe there are other ways to do it. Maybe there are other vendors. There may be other um, people, clearly people with more experience at this than me. And maybe they have some ideas of other ways that you can do this. Maybe not as expensively as I've been doing it. So I really wanted to go. And as it turned out, Um, My sister had said to me at Christmas, she really wanted to go down to Florida sometime in the winter and to see our grand nephew. Yes. And so I I told her, I said, I'm going. I I don't know if you want to share the room with me and I won't be available all day, but you can make arrangements with our nieces and then brother and everybody else and you can spend some time with them and I'll have dinner with you. That sounded great. So um, we met there at um, the Wyndham Hotel. She left from Philadelphia and I left from Avoca. And uh, we, we had dinner together that night. And then the next day I went to the podcast convention and she um, was going to meet with, just, she just decided to hang out at the pool. She thought that was just wonderful because those two days, the high was 55 or 60 in Orlando. It was really th- well. Remember, we had that minus five below or whatever it was here the day that I left last Wednesday. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was relative to that, but it wasn't the kind of a place where you want to go and put a bathing suit on and go out and sit by the pool. It just wasn't warm enough. So she just did a lot of stuff around and and really just enjoyed reading and. Relaxing, yeah. And then we, she and I, went to visit my brother, your favorite paper boy. Yes. And um, and his wife, uh, Trudy, and my niece, her husband, and my 
grandnephew. It's a weird thing. He's a little over a year old. So we had a lot of fun with them. We really did have a good time. Is Trudy's real name Gertrude? No, it's Trudy. Trudy Jean. Weird. Um, anyway. I always wonder if, if that's a Gertrude nickname. It is, Probably though, right? it is. Yeah. Probably okay. it is, but she never had the full name. Okay. So in any event, we all had dinner there. They cooked stuff out on the grill, which was just a wonderful thing. It's funny, thing isn't it? Yeah, to be there. able to oh, do that. It's March. And he said, wow. And uh, and Chandler, my grandnephew, was Aww. running outside. It was green grass and trees yep, that had yep. all I know. things. It's just, wow, am I in a Disneyland? Yes, you are. You're right <laughs> next door. Anyway, we did all that. And then my sister and I got into the Uber uh, car and drove back to, to the hotel. And even at that point, I'm thinking, something isn't feeling right here. But... I just ignored it. I just thought, well, whatever. So I got up the next day, Thursday, went to the uh, convention things, and by about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I just said, I am so tired. I just couldn't understand why I was so tired. I said, I just, I can't even stay awake in these classes, even though I want to hear, I want to hear what these guys are saying. So I just left, and I went back to the hotel room, and I just said to my sister, I have to sleep. I just have to sleep. So I laid down, and, you know, my stomach was not feeling good and all that kind of stuff. As it turned out, I spoke to you later that day, and things were not very good. And then um, there was complete silence where I was like, Lynn, are you there? Lynn, are you there? And I could see her name. She was still connected. I'm like, Lynn. I thought, okay, something must have happened. So I hung up and then I got the text that graphically described exactly what was going on. Which was not pretty. No. Anyway, thankfully, my sister, who was a nurse, (laughs) nurse. (laughs) um, you know, just kept saying, it's all right. You're going to be fine to do this, do that, do this. Okay, fine. So. I just, all I wanted to do was go back to sleep. Uh-huh. And then it happened again in the middle of the morning. And so that was it. I couldn't go back to the, any more of the classes because I didn't know what was going to go on. And all I did all day Saturday was sleep. Mm-hmm. I just had this, like, it's like somebody shot me with something that I couldn't put it together. And she's yelling at me, you got to eat something. You got to get something in your stomach. Get yogurt. <laughs> yeah, she asked me to get the yogurt. She went and bought yogurt, and I ate it. And, of course, that didn't stay down. So I just said, no, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. I'll be fine. So she wanted me to have something to drink, and I said, okay, fine. So by Saturday night, I kind of felt okay. So... I grabbed something light to eat and went to bed because Sunday we were leaving mm-hmm. to come home. And sure enough, sometime around 4 o'clock in the morning, my sister gets up and she started. And, she, and then Lynn said, see, you got, I wouldn't want to be. You got to go. <laughs> she was on the plane and left the sister in the hotel room. That's a little bit better than I that. I know. I'm kidding. Yes. But, well, um, it's not, not that. But so... It turned out to be the parts that I got there for were wonderful. I learned so much. I got so many great things. To, I can't wait to dig into them. But I just feel really badly that I didn't get time to finish up what I wanted I to do. Well, at least you're feeling better and Diane's better. Diane's better. She's home. Yeah, there we go. All yeah. Right. So all's 
what do you say? All All's well, well that ends, ends well. well. There we go. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we are going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. And as I said before, we have Dr. Nicole DeNova as our guest expert next segment. Here's Laurie and Lynn. everybody welcome back you're listening to the laurie and lynn show i'm laurie cadden the owner of laurie cadden enterprises which is a fundraising pr and special event business and i am lynn evans i am the managing director of a company called women of substance llc which is a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women and i'm also the host of a podcast called power of the purse that's available on itunes stitcher and google play and our guest today is Dr. Nicole DeNova, who is, I love that, the head fromage. <laughs> Ron Big cheese. Head, I know. <laughs> head fromage. <clears throat> My brain is not working yet. Mm -hmm. She's the, the uh, yes, the big cheese at. Wouldn't that mean head cheese as though you well, said? Well, that's what I was just is. thinking, you know, I mean, uh -huh. same thing. But she's the owner and, and surgeon at the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. So welcome, Dr. Genova. Thank you for having me, as always. What are we going to talk about today? Um, well, I do want to take one moment just to, I think I mentioned it the last time that I was here, um, April... Uh, what is the date? April 26th, we are having a event at Cooper's Restaurant in Scranton. So it's Cask for a Cause. All the proceeds from that event go to the Angel Fund. Um, Cooper's creates a special keg of beer that we get to um, lovely drink and enjoy and all the proceeds from the sale of that keg go to the the angel fund um, but there's lots of baskets and raffles and uh, tons of stuff really incredible baskets have been donated this year as well as uh, the years before if you go on to our facebook page which is v-r-e-c-p-a um, you'll see every time we get a basket that comes in donations come in um, we post that so you should That's go nice. and peruse the baskets because they are incredible Incredible. So they're on the Facebook page? Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. good. And there's, I think we have somewhere around 80. Dear wow. God. Our, yes. Wow. So there are lots of things Ooh. to bid on. Uh, and the turnout each year has gotten bigger and better. Yay. And it's so much fun. Uh, what are so, the hours? Uh, you know, let me see if I can... I want to say it's like five thirty. Yeah, I'll let me. I'll get you the exact hours because okay. I can't remember. I know I mentioned it last time, but if not, all the information should be either on the website, but Facebook okay, page and good. things like that. So, um, didn't you also say you were uh, you posted something on Facebook? Was it last night? Looking for some volunteers. Yeah, that was. Now everybody knows you're my personal Facebook friend. Well, okay, Lynn. Uh, but yeah, I I did post that we. <laughs> Uh, VREC is looking for volunteers, so if anybody is interested in helping out, um, they can contact us through the Facebook page. And uh, so, we what do you need the out. volunteers to do? Uh, it's kind of just for you know, um, taking, uh, selling the tickets, managing the baskets. Helping us drink some beer, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, all that good stuff. This time you can okay. drink up, on the breaking down. That's yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Um, just general stuff, and it's you know, it's just for a few hours in your evening. But really, it's just such a nice night out. So okay. Um, and then in general, uh, I was thinking uh, this week uh, and next week we actually have a extern student from Michigan State University's uh, vet school, 
and uh, she's spending two weeks with us, a week in emergency critical care and a week on, a, on surgery. And it's been a very fascinating thing to listen to her. I'm not that far out from being done, but, um, you know, enough that there's a distinct difference in listening to the conversation about student loans, getting a job, the economics of veterinary medicine, and it, it just brings me back to something that we've talked about so many times, which is you know, just the economics of having pets in your household. These are your children. For many of us, there are mm -hmm. other children. Um, and when something happens, routine health care can feel really expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, I have three little dogs and a big dog and four cats, and I just, I complain about the cat and dog food. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, let alone, you know, every year when you have to deal with vaccines and then preventative medicines and so often so often that is just enough but then when something happens let's say that you do have an emergency or you do end up seeing one of the referral doctors a surgeon or an internist so how are people dealing with that um you know the conversation with this young just about to graduate shiny new doctor was things are going to get busier. And I said, now, why do you say that? And she said, things are going to get busier because really the only way that um, healthcare for animals is going to continue is that people will start to really understand the need and the desire for having pet insurance. It reduces the cost of care drastically. So if you're paying $20 a month and that starts to cover preventative care and then something catastrophic, that's far better than trying to sort of just hope you're going to save the money because mm -hmm. we all know how well we do that. And then let's say that you're confronted with a three or four or $5,000 bill all of a sudden, it's better to have the insurance in place. People who have insurance in place tend to be better about preventative management care, yeah. and care. And they also then know, I'm not saying, you know, they're doing crazy things with their cats or dogs, but then they know that if something happens, they can get the care. They don't hesitate. They don't wait. Things don't get worse. And it was just, you know, I've said for years, I've been promoting to everybody, yes. get insurance, get insurance. Get. But it was so fascinating for me to talk to a new doctor, one that's mm -hmm. just about to graduate, and her perspective on it. And it, you know, it kind of came home to me to say, okay, well, at least I think I had that right. But some of the discussions about, you know, from me, I hate having to say to somebody, um, here's the bad news. This is what we're up against. And I always cringe when I think that somebody's going to come back to me and say, I can't do this. Uh, it's just a terrible feeling for me to be in that position. And it happens so much in veterinary medicine. So here she is saying, but that won't happen so much anymore. And that's what I've said to people when I've promoted insurance. But now here's a young new graduate who's saying, no, it's actually becoming more of a reality. Do you think, why do you think that is, though? Do you think she's, <clears throat> they're, they're learning more about it? There's, it's just out there where more people understand that they can get this? What do you think the difference is in, from when the, the years you've done and you're out versus yeah. new and you said new I and shiny? I think it's all of the above. <laughs> when I was a student and then an intern and a fellow and a resident, you know, insurance was something that was out there, but it wasn't, it was not common whatsoever. And the insurance companies um, really treated cats and dogs like a car. And the way that their insurance was generated and regulated and how they charged for it, it was terrible. Now they really do understand 
There are companies that are getting into um, pet health care because they want to, and it's a part of the community, and it's, it's important. There are some companies that have come along and already disappeared. There are some companies that have come along, were doing a great job, in my opinion, and now seem to be screwing it all up, and I don't think that they're going to last as long as... You know, I'll give you an example. I was just driving over here thinking about it, and I heard an advertisement for Trupanion. Um, it's one of the companies that I will often mention to people. Um, nationwide Insurance, believe it or not. Nationwide got into the pet health care insurance business, and they have done a phenomenal job. I was just job. going to say, are there big major yes. uh, human uh, insurance companies that do pet insurance as well? Nationwide, when they started, I could say, I think was one of the ones that treated animals like cars. It was terrible. But in the probably last 10 years, they have become a powerhouse, and they really are invested in this. Uh, they want to be a major participant and so that I think is driving them to do a really good job um, pet plan was a company that started over in Europe came to the States they were phenomenal and now I'm getting so many complaints I just had um, a case where somebody spent you know three thousand dollars on a dog and they declined her um, her claim. invoices and the claim because they said that the general her primary care vet had diagnosed something like this three, four years ago. Well, it turns out the referring or the uh, primary care vet had diagnosed the exact opposite. And I said, look, I don't know if your vet was right or wrong or what that was, what that note was. You need to refile this, and if I need to write a letter, I will. And it's since been corrected. Just the fact we had to go through that rigmarole. So that's, you know, one thing that I've, I've found in that company. It's become a little bit more challenging. Maybe they're getting, you know, overshadowed by other companies. I don't know. But Considering the cost per month, unless you're really diligent and you can do sort of self-insurance, um, which I know most of us can't, I can't, and I think I'm a pretty darn organized person, um, you know, it's really smart to look into. Compare the cost, compare the companies, decide what's good for you. Make sure that you understand something like... Um, you know, an ASPCA or a VCA, those are companies that have insurance within their own organization, only covers you if you go to them. That's not the same thing. I'm talking about national insurance. Mm -hmm. So if you go to North Carolina and on something vacation, happens. you yeah. got insurance. Exactly. N Nicole, um, when the, how old can you, you get pet insurance at, at any age? Like, how does that work? There's, there's no... Um, there's no industry standards okay. really so every company is going to have different kind of rules and regulations so that's uh, that's why i'm saying be really diligent about thinking about what kind of dog you have what diseases that that dog may, may develop have, yeah you know if you have a saint bernard versus a poodle right um so look in and compare uh and you know this is there are no veterinarians we don't there's nothing to do with veterinarians with insurance companies um, except for just the sort of emotional well-being even for us to say oh thank goodness you've got insurance I know you can right and but. we know we talked about and I think it's worth it you talked about what's the a average annual cost for someone's a standard you know for the most part just guess just for sort of preventative yeah, health care it depends on the dog and it depends on what you're doing but you know you could be spending eight hundred dollars Okay. You know, if you if you consider vaccines, uh, um, parasite prevention, um, dental cleanings, food, all the stuff, 
you know, you it's it's not inexpensive. But if you got the insurance, how much does it run for a premium, roughly? Yeah, it depends because oh, they, that what you're, there there are some companies that will have like three different options. Some companies say here's a flat rate based on your dog okay. or your cat. Um, but you know, if let's say for example you spent twenty bucks a month, that's you know two hundred and forty dollars a year. If it were double that, if it were $500 a year, but it's insurance. So if it covers what you need to, and you might have spent the same amount anyway, why not have that extra you know, peace of mind? But I, I also, and I said this before, what's kind of cool is if you, you know, the, 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 that old saying, you don't know what to get people who have everything, mm -hmm. getting them, they're paying their premium for health insurance for their dog might be a cool gift that's to give somebody. That's actually been something that we've come across. Yeah, I think really? that's yes. neat because you're not thinking about it, so do it. And, yeah. you know, that's not a bad thing to do. Look, in, in <clears throat> veterinary medicine where I am, we joke about it sometimes. We'll have a one-year-old dog that came in. This is the third offense of eating socks. They've got, <laughs> yeah, they've gotten away with it before, but this time I have to take it to uh, surgery, and uh, I sort of say to the parents, so I'm going to strongly recommend you get some health insurance. Yes. This is not going, you know, you've you got a naughty puppy on your hands and mm -hmm. only knows what you're going to spend. And likes to eat socks. Yeah, I mean, that's just one example. So. Oh, boy. Well, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if they need your service. So Sis. VREC in South Abington Township, our phone number is 570-587-7777, and the website is vrecpa.com, which is also for Facebook, Instagram, you name it, VRECPA, it's up there. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And we say all the time, every time I go by, big smile. <laughs> you know what they do. You know what they do. And I have to tell you, because we have two seconds before, but, Nicole, every time I see people getting out of their car there and as I'm driving by, you, 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 you just... You, you, you know what they're feeling. You know what they're thinking. And you're just hoping. And me, I think, oh, God, I hope everything goes... Like, I just send good thoughts to them because... There's the animals. They're just so beloved. So it's a good thing. It's a good, yeah, we wonderful have, we thing have lots here. Lots of good stories, though. Too. I know. Yeah. No, but that's what I mean. It's right. grid. You're there so yes. that oh, yes. you can help. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good thing. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all. Or as I like to say, as my father would tell me, there's only two people in this world: the Irish and those who wish they were. So anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.